Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This week, we are talking about some post E3 news and takeaways that we uh, talked about. And takeaways. I like it. Yeah, that we kind of talked about last week. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, I like now that we've had some time to breathe a little bit from E3, I'm excited to, to dive into that. That's, that's we'll exciting, have some news. an exciting main topic, Chris. It is. It is an exciting main topic. So um, we are not in the same location as happens, I don't know, what do you say, like three or four times a year? Yeah, something like that. Like one of us comes down with the flu or some such, you know, plague. But yeah, uh, but yeah so, so this time it is you. Yeah, I just, I just don't feel good. I haven't yeah. felt good all day. And That's awful. I just wanted to go home. I took a nap when I got home. That felt great. Um, nice. Dude, naps. Really can, can we just give a shout out to naps? Yeah, shout out to naps. We're not. I'm not spreading it around anymore. That's good. That's good. You're doing. You're doing all of your uh, your your friends, coworkers, and family a favor by yeah. locking yourself in your own home. Yep. Yep. It's just good. as if there were, were a zombie plague outside. That's right. That's right, man. Did and you we were... speaking of speaking of zombie plagues? Okay. Did you ever read that story on that hooked app that I told you to read? I have not yet. John. <laughs> I still need You're to gonna... do this. I want to talk to you about it so bad. Oh man. How long would it take? Like how many were like how long I'm... are we talking here? I mean, I, it took me about probably two hours. Okay, to so read, let's pause the podcast. No, I'm not, that's not no, happening. No. 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 Um I will uh, I will attempt to, uh, to to do it sometime, maybe before next week. Next week, okay, dude. Something that's crazy about this, I didn't realize that Spider Man Homecoming is literally next week. I know. That's nuts, man. I know. That's crazy. Spider-Man to Homecoming's me. next. I mean, we have we basically until the end of July. So like, we have a ton of stuff coming up. Like uh, next week is Spider Man Homecoming. Dude, then Valerian the is two weeks, and Dunkirk as well. Then Dunkirk, oh my gosh. Then the Dark Tower after that. Dude, the Dark Tower. Um, I saw a trailer for the Dark Tower. It looks so good. The week after that, um, I don't like. I think that's the first. That's August fourth, or yeah, that's the first first week that we don't have like a movie that we need to go review. <laughs> so that's true. That's true. It's weird because like we'll, the twenty first uh, is uh, Dunkirk and Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah. That I mean, whew, man, I'm just going to lay out there. Unless we get a pre-screening to one of those, I'm uh, watching Dunkirk. Yeah, I agree with that. Cool. Well, um, so what have you been up to this week? Man. Oh, man. When, like, what, what was this week? This week has been a blur. Um, so yesterday, biggest thing is uh, I actually went to go see Baby Driver last night. Like finished up, oh, nice. finished up work a little bit early. Some friends were, were going to go see it, and I just joined them on the, uh, on the journey to see Baby Driver. And uh, How was it? It, it's a good movie, man. I really enjoyed myself. It was, uh, it was really good. Um, it's, it's getting good reviews. It's, it's interesting because like, I, I, like, everything is timed to the, to the music. Like, so there's, it's a lot of the soundtrack track, basically all of the soundtrack is all kind of licensed music from, you know, ranging from, uh, from old rock and roll to like, uh, you know, hip hop. There's a, a track of that. Like, I mean, so there's like all sorts of like genres and it's a huge like breadth of music, but everything in the movie is timed to whatever song is playing at the time. Um, which is, I found that amazing at certain times. 
Um, so does it get yeah, old? It, it does. It didn't really get old. Like after a certain point, I realized that I forgot that it was happening. But then, like a scene like where it really comes into play, um, it, it will happen, and I was like, I was right back in there because like I thought like for a minute there, I was like, ah, if it stays kind of how the the intro is, because there is a, a an element to the intro. Like the first maybe 15 minutes of the movie where they do kind of let you know that they're doing this. And in those scenes, I was like, well, if we did it as as in your face as it was in those scenes, it would be it would get old. But it's it's like it, it tapers off and it like becomes kind of a kind of a normal uh, movie, but just incredibly well timed to the soundtrack so rather than like uh, a composer like writing the music around the movie a lot of times like the movie was 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 filmed and directed around the tempo of the song and stuff like that so like it, it hmm. was it's just a unique perspective un- unique way to look at a heist movie um, interesting so yeah there's some uh, there's some as, right. as the name would uh, would imply there's some some epic car driving stuff in there um, there's some some really cool action stuff in there really uh, great cast that sort of thing as well so yeah that's awesome all right don't say anymore I don't want to are you spoiled are you sold on it yet I was sold before you start talking oh, okay well then I'll just I'll leave it at that <laughs> sir <laughs> all right but it's good uh, uh, cool cool um, anything else I mean, other than like I've been playing some uh, some handheld stuff, I'm still holding off on Zelda before like literally I think it's like tomorrow. If you're listening to this, it's the it's today or whatever the uh, the DLC like drops, and so I'm, I'm gonna go back and find those shrines. But um, other than that, I've just kind of been doing. I did some Rocket League, doing some Arms, um, those types of games. I haven't really done anything heavy duty uh, wise as far as games goes. Um, still rocking my way through Samurai Jack. That show is uh, is is really fun like i uh i i forget like i forgot how much it is uh just visual where like sometimes i'll be like oh let me put on samurai jack and i'll like do be doing something else at the same time where i'm like oh let me hit hit my phone like you would normally with other things but it's like i'll look up and i'll be like wait i just realized that it's been music and only visual storytelling for the last few minutes and i don't yeah. know what's going on so it's uh <laughs> it's such a such a unique kind of um show in that way where like you kind of have to look be looking at it with your eyeballs um nice. to, to kind of know what's going on there so it's a different viewing experience than some shows so but yeah cool. that's that's about it man what, what about you what have you been up to so um this past weekend um i'm trying to remember what i did i i it's kind of the same as last week i played more of rare replay played some uh destiny um and that's kind of all I've been up to, I know that sounds super like <laughs> boring. <laughs> it's the summer months, man. Yeah, it's the summer um, months. Yeah, and so you know, it's just like I just you know, just kind of like catching up on some things that, like, whenever I say a re-replay, let me okay, let me just put this into perspective. How would I do that? Because rare replay has like thirty games in it, and so um, specifically, what I did in rare replay was I uh, I started uh, started wor- working my way through the the first perfect dark. Um, I started, uh, a new, uh, game of, of Banjo and Kazooie. And cool. so I got, got through the first world of Banjo and Kazooie. Um, I also, uh, I started, um, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Uh, oh, uh, Viva Pinata. Nice. Where you, where you, uh, you have your garden and you build your garden. And so I, uh, I started my own garden on there. Um, and I think there was one more. Oh, I, I started working my way through uh, Jetpack Refueled. 
So like it was a lot of stuff. Dude, that's a within, lot of stuff. And so like you're not finishing <laughs> eat like one before you move on to the next one or anything like that. And then like no, are no, there no. any that you're just like completely are you out of the era where you'll play one and be like, No, I'm done with that. Like it's it's it was cool for the time, but it's kinda dated now and I'm not gonna play it anymore than Oh yeah, for sure. Like so I, I started I started playing through them last weekend, like in order. Um but uh like I got uh, I don't know, maybe halfway through before it was like, okay, I'd actually play this <laughs> like for fun. Um, Cause the other ones like, it's just like, yeah, it's just hard. And it's just yeah. like, this is just not my thing, you know, like super repetitive gameplay wise. Yeah. The only one that's like super dated, like from the eighties that I pl- play is uh, like slalom. It's the, okay. the skiing one. Yep. And uh, Dude, yeah, I, think I, I played that like back whenever I was a kid on some, something was that, is that one like a PC game or what? Like, what? yeah, like several of these are PC. Oh, I also started Conker's Bad Bad Fur Day. Nice. Um, started that. Yeah, several of them are, are PC games, and like the the thing that makes those playable. And I started playing those more. They they do these things. I I just I uh, didn't know they had done done this, but they do these things called snapshots. And so they take some of the games and they like um, change some some of the rules, and then they like slap an achievement on it. Oh, that's um, cool. So like for instance, with the um, um, with the slalom one, it was like okay, uh, get through the. Tr- not not training. It's like time trial, like whatever the uh, qualifying. That's what it was. Get through the qualifying race in under a minute, and so nice. you got to get through that in under a minute, and like that's an achievement. And it's, uh, it's like within the the overall kind of rare replay game, not the actual slalom game. So it was. I mean, that's I had a super lot of fun cool. I mean, and that that's kind of like. So NES Remix, like they've they released a few of those for like 3DS and stuff like that that Nintendo has. Yeah. And like they'll take like an, a older game that it's like you know, and then they take it and change some of the rules, or they give you like a small little portion of it, um, and like feed yeah. it back to you like with a unique spin or something like that, you know, that sort of thing. So is is it kind of like that where they like they take the essentially the best part, the highlights of a couple of those games, and like give them back to you in a cool way? Uh, you mean with those those uh, snapshots? Yeah. I mean, kind of. I mean, it's just kind of like play this. I mean, think about it in terms of you know with games we play now. Like they we have there's achievements associated with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, and largely it's, it's like it makes you play different, play the game in a different way. So it's like yeah. you know get all these collectibles when you wouldn't we wouldn't normally in a first person shooter mm-hmm. or you know do this level in under two minutes or something like that. It's that kind of stuff only with these older games, which is pretty cool. cool. It gives you yeah. it gives you a reason to like because the thing is you sample them and you're just kind of like okay, well you know. I wouldn't sit here for hours and play it, but mm-hmm. if there's this kind of objective yeah. associated with it, it makes me want to play it. So yeah, there's like and, a couple, and it's also some, like some check within, boxes where you're just like, oh, let me do this, let me do that, let me, you know. And then once you're done with whatever your goal was, you're like, oh, let me move on, you know. Yeah. So some of some of the games um, in Rare Replay are actual like 360 titles that are backwards compatible, and mm-hmm. then some of them are uh, like you play them inside of like Rare the Rare Replay game. It's hard to kind of it's hard to explain a little bit but um the ones that you play inside of the rare replay game they don't they don't um have the, like the same kind of achievements associated with them that the 360 games do and so this is a good way to like introduce that so very cool very yeah, cool dude. really cool that's awesome that's uh, yeah. and how much like so i mean that one's uh like that game is uh it, it was out a couple of years ago so i mean i would assume that you could probably get it 
for like on sale and i remember at the time like wasn't it only like 40 bucks or something like that at the time as well so yeah it came out it was 40 bucks and it's been 20 for a long you can pretty much get it for 20 all the time somewhere yeah um and then this i actually like i picked up i've been kind of i've been eyeing it for a long time but i haven't ever had like the the reason to pull the trigger on it right um but when i watched uh the uh microsoft e3 press conference on yeah, mixer right. and this was part of the mix bag that they gave out the mix bag along, al- along with some other things yeah. That's awesome. That's but, an awesome name but, for that's an awesome name for something. Just, oh, it's the mix bag. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of sales, we have some news. Huh, the news. The news. <laughs> My cat just meowed at me. I don't know if she liked that too much. <laughs> um. So the news. The news, Chris. The uh, right now. I'm not gonna go through all this. All the sales, but right now. There's a Steam sale going on. Oh. There's the split, the PlayStation mid-year sale going on. And by oh. the time you listen to this on Friday, it's the very beginning of the Xbox Live Ultimate Game Sale. What? So all three platforms are now. So like because we're recording this on Thursday, we don't know what's in the Ultimate Game Sale yet. But tomorrow, like when, once you hear this, you'll know what um, what the games are. So go check it out is what you're saying. So like if yes. if you're interested yes. in buying games on sale. For your summer enjoyment, you should go and uh, and check out these these things, these lists of uh, of games. Yeah, the Xbox thing. I was trying to figure out on Xbox. I saw that that was going to happen, um, but like really, there's there's nothing, no new like news available where it's like there's not a big list. So we'll, I'm I'm excited to see what comes out that I can purchase on that. So yeah. Yep. Um. So yes. Uh. That's all that I have on that. <laughs> I don't awesome. really want to really want to run through all the games because it's like it's a ton of games. Yeah, I mean, especially um, like I remember the Steam sale gets ridiculous um, with yeah. the uh, the sheer number of games that go on sale on Steam, and then like as far as like how many games they actually just have, and so it's like oh right. my gosh. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, those are big lists. Um, so another piece of news, Chris. Speaking of lots of games for potentially reasonable prices, the yeah. SNES Classic has been announced. It has. So, in, in, included in the SNES Classic are 20 games. Nice. It is, or no, 21 classic games. Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, mm-hmm. uh, Super Metroid. What is this one? And it's so hard to read some of this stuff. <laughs> are you looking at the logos? Yeah, looking at the, the front of the games. Um, yeah. What in the world is that? Oh, F-Zero. Yeah. It's <laughs> one of my faves, uh, dude. That's a weird well, that's logo, not, though. That's not F-Zero X. It's just F-Zero. Oh, no, this is just F-Zero. Yeah, F-Zero X okay. was the uh, the sequel to F-Zero. Um, and, yeah. Uh, but yeah, still, F-Zero is still really good. Really awesome. Um, Street Fighter 2, Super Punch-Out, Castlevania 4, Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man 10? Is that what that is? Uh, or Superstar. Mega Man X? I don't know. It's, uh, Mega, Man it's X. Mega Man X. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Final Fantasy III, Kirby's Dream Course, Star Fox, Yoshi's Island, um, Super Mario RPG, yeah. Legend of the Seven Stars, Contra 3, Secret of Mana, Earthbound, Super Ghouls, and I can't read this. Super Ghouls and Super, Ghosts, I do believe. Super Ghouls and Ghosts, yeah. Super Ghouls and Ghosts. And for the first time ever... It's Star, Star Fox 2. Yeah, that's weird, man. Like, it's an unreleased game. Um, I think the, like, 
you could probably find a uh, emulation of it like online well, somewhere can, for a well, while. That's, that's the so, well, I mean, that's the argument I've I've heard against all these like this whole entire thing, where it's like, yeah. you know, you can just go download an emulator and ROMs for free on uh, on your PC and play all these games on your PC. Yeah. So true. Uh, this is going to be uh, come out. It's going to ha have um, two controllers, so you can play multiplayer right out of the box. You couldn't with the NES Classic. It's going to cost uh, eighty dollars, so like twenty bucks more, I think, um, is what yeah. it amounts to. Um, like, I mean, the thing is, like, I I, I want to hold the Super Nintendo controller in my hand, yeah. play this on my television. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to hook my PC up to my television or play this on my PC. Yeah. Like, you know, you can just, like, output HDMI straight to your TV, play play these games. It'd be cool if it was, like, you know, more games where you could stick a cartridge in this thing. You know, like, if you, you know, we could get Zombies Ate My Neighbors or something like that and play yeah. it. That'd be awesome. Um, but this is a pretty good lineup of games. and. You know, for eighty bucks, it's like okay, you have the uh, Super Nintendo experience without uh, having to go buy a an old console and cartridges and stuff. Yeah, I was seeing there's somebody on on because um, a lot of like some of these games being being as rare as they are, and then obviously with Star Fox Two, like you can't find a retail version of that game anywhere. Like it's it's not on a cartridge anywhere. It's you know it's literally the only other place it can be is on a ROM. But um, but like all the other games, uh, they totaled up like the price that you would have to pay if the, like you bought them from like a vintage shop or something like that. It was in the like hundreds yep. of dollars, and so it's like yeah. with this pack like being all kind of packed into one unit, it's like well, this is actually a pretty pretty decent deal. You know, you consider both you know the two uh, the two controllers. You don't have to buy like a separate controller or anything like that. It's it's kind of a cool thing, man. Yeah. Um, the question so, I have about it is: yeah. Are are you thinking about like pre-ordering one like? Because like pre-orders I mean, weren't available right right off the bat whenever they announced this, so uh, no, and I, I, I don't think there will be pre-orders. There weren't pre-orders with the NES um, Classic. Yeah, uh, and uh, like I don't. The thing is, the it, we and I think we may have talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but like the NES Classic was kind of just a, a disaster. Like <laughs> they they released them, they did, there were no pre-orders, so yeah. the only people who got them were people who found them in stores or people who like bought them on launch day, stood in line uh, for a long time, and uh, they very quickly disappeared from shelves. Everyone kind of like relaxed, like they didn't freak out about them. Like people were selling them for like two hundred fifty bucks on eBay, but no one really thought that they were going away. Then all of a sudden, Nintendo says, "Hey, they're going away. We're going to do one last run." production run of them like yeah. even even less people got their hands on them that time i tried yeah. to get one um it didn't work and so it's like okay i told i mean it makes zero sense for nintendo to like leave all that money on the table like where yeah. it's like i i would have bought one but I uh, I can't because they're not making it anymore that's yeah. just like that's that seems ridiculous um it does, so man. uh like the there i'm trying to find like i i found there yeah here it is their official um, comment when asked about the Super NES Classic. They said, we aren't providing specific numbers, but we will produce significantly more units of Super NES Classic Edition than we did of NES Classic Edition. Mm. Super Nintendo Entertainment System Super NES Classic Edition is currently planned to ship from September 29th until the end of calendar year 2017. At this time, we have nothing to announce regarding any possible shipments beyond this year. Wow. Our long-term long efforts are focused on delivering great games for the Nintendo Switch system and continuing to build momentum for that platform, as well as serving the 
more than 63 million owners of Nintendo 3DS family systems. We are offering Super Nintendo Entertainment System Super NES Classic Edition in special recognition of the fans who show tremendous interest in our classic content. And my comment to that is, Nintendo is infuriating 94% of the time. <laughs> Dude, I mean, like, it's so interesting. Like, it's, it, why, like... I don't know. You're right. Like they're leaving money on the table with the NES Classic by discontinuing that system because it's like there's so many people that would have purchased this. And then with this one, they literally just said, "By the way, if you want to get this in January, you're you're out of luck. Yeah, you're like, out there's of luck. no chance." So um, what they're doing is they're they're forcing everyone to try to get it on launch day, and then they make the comment, uh, "Super NES Classic Edition." Uh, we're releasing it in special recognition of fans who show tremendous interest in our classic content, and that's yeah. that's 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 in present tense. Meaning, if I show, <laughs> if I go stand in line in the store on launch day and show tremendous interest in their classic content, I'll get my hands on one of these. Otherwise, no. If you're not a hardcore, <laughs> <laughs> hardcore Nintendo classic content fan. You're not getting your hands on it. Yeah, it's like uh, you you have to work that day. Well, you're out of luck too. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. the thing about a lot of like these these systems. Like you think so. Okay, looking at this from a like non hardcore gamer kind of situation where it's like, oh, that's cool. I actually like have have friends and family members that love like old NES games, right? And so these would be really cool gifts for them. Right. Yeah. But it's yeah. like the it's not just the eighty dollars to buy it. Like, cause like, oh, that's no problem. Whatever, you know. Just let's you know, let's buy it. But it's the amount of time that you have to spend waiting in line for it. It's like the hunt to get it, and it's like I'm not gonna be able to purchase this thing for somebody who I know in my brain would absolutely love this thing because well, yeah, I, mean, I can't I can't confidently say that I'm gonna get my hands on it. Right. That and even at that point, it's like retailers are probably going to limit the amount that you can buy because they're going to try to keep right. you know, sc scalpers from coming in and buying up all 100 systems that may be... I mean, if that, like... Someone's shooting fireworks off outside our house. Um, <laughs> the... Like, I, I, I don't know how many each store is going to get. Like, yeah. I could see them getting, you know... 25 each or something something yeah. ridiculous you know yeah. where it's just like this is because i mean whenever they shipped that last shipment of the uh super or the nes classic um there were uh there were 10 10 of yeah. them at the local bus buy and it's like okay yeah. i mean is substantially more twice as more that sounds like substantially more that means like the first shipment of these will be 20 you know yeah yeah i mean and you think about like just the sheer amount of people who maybe aren't uh, don't have like their their ear to the ground on on gaming or anything like that. Like this is probably gonna pass them by, you know. And 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 which is true. I mean, I understand that's fine with. I mean, I'm fine yeah. with that. Like that. I mean, you know, I get their comment whenever they're like, "This is for, for people who love this content kind yeah. of stuff," you know. But I mean, I don't know. It just seems weird that you'd be like, yeah. I mean, and maybe they don't like. You know, say they were faced with say you know at the holiday season. Um, if these were just like sitting on store shelves and people could could readily find them, yeah. And this is sitting next to a switch, mm. um, and like a, a parent walks through and like looking for a console for their child or something like that, and like, well, there's this eighty dollars Super Nintendo Classic Edition, or mm. there's this three hundred dollars Switch. Um, I actually remember some of these games from the Super Nintendo uh, that I played, and so like, mm. oh, let's just save some money, and then you know they're still good games, so let's yeah. just do that, and then they leave the switch on the on the store shelves. That's a I can see point. that can cannibalizing sales. Yeah. Um, I also think like this could yeah. be a stopgap, you know, to like they've said with the Nintendo Switch that like 
their announcement for retro games and for like uh, the virtual console and those types of things, those are like it's coming. Like they 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 just haven't announced it yet. Like they, I don't even know if they really know what they're gonna do. But if they plan on having a solution for playing those games on your Switch, and they're planning on putting that information into the wild sometime in like you know January or February or whatever. I could see them being like, well, we need something like a stopgap for the classic game lovers like this season, you know, so if you're really into only the Nintendo classic games and you're not into like the modern stuff, so you're not like going to go buy a Switch for the new games that we have out, we should probably have a product for those people. And so this could be like a stopgap for that, you know, where it's like, oh, let's just do that. Haven't they said that that's coming this fall? They, uh, they delayed it. Uh, they delayed the online service until January sometime. Um, and I, they said that that wasn't even their solution for a virtual console. Like, that's only for um, the, uh, how did they put it? Like, the, the free games. Um, and they also changed which, that, that. Right, which are, supposed, which are supposed to be classic games. Right, right. They're, uh, they're only NES games or whatever. Um, and so, but they're like reworked NES games in some way. And then there's going to be a certain number of them. Um, in that service, that, so sound, I mean, that, that sounds ridiculous. I mean, I mean, because they said the same thing with the NES Classic whenever right. it came out, and they were like, you know, when people were asking about Virtual Console for Switch, they're like, well, there's the NES Classic. I'm like, yeah, but no one can get their hands on it. Like, that's a terrible <laughs> response. Like to say, yeah, yeah. if you want our classic games, go play our our classic systems, whatever, yeah. or whatever we want to call them, classic family throwback systems, whatever. And for but them not to be available, yeah. And then they're not available. Like, that's a terrible response. Yeah, dude. And that's the thing. Like, the, the only thing that I say, like, about, you know, oh, well, you know, I, I realize this is for the, the hardcore fans, which we can talk, you know, there's, uh, there's other companies that do things for kind of the, 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 the hardcore fans of those those systems and those franchises, like Sega, you know, like with what they're doing yeah. with the, the 25th anniversary of Sonic. But like, specifically with, uh, with this, yeah, sure, putting something out for people who are the hardcore fans is awesome. But I, like you said, like you're just leaving like lots of money on the table if you don't mm-hmm. also, you know, give them give the people enough products to kind of give those to the people who maybe aren't um, ear to the ground on gaming or whatever. Like they don't know yeah. that this is like the 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 release date of this or something like that. So the right. people who would come in on you know Black Friday uh, and want to buy stuff for their family members and stuff, if this was sitting on the shelf, I can't imagine that they would pass it up. But you're right. If it cannibalizes sales of Switch, maybe they uh, they're they're considering that. So I don't know. It's yep. it's it's so strange how how Nintendo makes decisions like this, and it baffles me sometimes. And this is one of those times, Chris. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're kind of their own worst enemy. Like they don't they don't seem to ever. I mean, I wouldn't say ever, but they don't seem to make decisions that are in their own best interest a lot of the times, which is just sometimes, super weird. Yeah. And, and it's like, and whose interests are these in? Like, they're not really in the gamer's interest. They're just, they're just decisions. There's <laughs> seemingly random decisions. We're just doing things. We're over here, you know, I making mean, that's decisions. what it feels like. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. man. Um, other uh, uh, other news I wanted to mention because we mentioned Sega. Um, the uh, their Sega has released. We did. We didn't well, mention Sega. I, I mentioned that Sega, like with the 25th anniversary of uh, of Sonic, okay. is, uh, right. is doing better to to honor their fans, their hardcore fans. Um, so there's a vinyl record uh, for the soundtrack of Sonic Mania. And so if you're into yep. like if you're into Sonic the Hedgehog and you're into vinyl records, this thing looks super cool. Um, 
and uh, it's got a like translucent blue uh, record. It's got some some awesome kind of Sonic the Hedgehog art on the front and in the centerfold like it opens up uh like like a record book does there and so they have that and then on the sleeve they also have the sleeve that the actual record sits in has some cool art in it as well it's uh let me see pre-orders are opening mid-july so if you're interested in that um we'll put a link in the uh, the podcast uh episode as well so but yeah it's it's cool i mean it's weird to me that that this uh this soundtrack this vinyl soundtrack kind of a collector's edition of the soundtrack is out before i've actually heard most of the soundtrack but at the same time it's a really cool sonic uh like a piece of sonic memorabilia so true true yeah dude i'm, I'm all over that like everyone knows how much uh we like uh vinyl records so like i uh yeah, i'm gonna be all over that um whenever pre-orders get announced yeah uh then then there's also a rocket league uh record that i don't know if it's been out for a while but um it looks pretty cool um yeah. i definitely want to check that out at some point i love this, the rocket league soundtrack yeah, dude, it's got some great songs on it. Um, it's like, and this the record thing is a multi-disc kind of a thing, um, and it yeah. has like you can have two different versions of it where the discs are like either picture discs where they look like the tires, which looked interesting, but then they also had like multiple colors of uh, of the discs that are on that as well. So the uh, I liked the colors better than like the tires because like picture discs, I'm always worried like about n- playing picture discs. Oh yeah. Um, well, like I mean, it definitely it definitely wear down the image, but also like picture discs don't last as long. Like they're not they're not made for multiple 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 listens. Yeah, I mean I think that's the thing like about um, like some of the ones that I have where I'm like, man, I don't I, this like I have a I have a a single of the Star Wars. Uh, soundtrack like there's a the, the opening theme and there's like an i think ray's theme on the other side but it's mm-hmm. like it's painted um with uh art uh, like the millennium falcon in the force awakens and i'm like yeah. man i don't want to play it because I, yeah i'm gonna scratch the image and it's gonna you know like you said wear out faster and it's like it, it that degrades kind of the collector aspect of it so i literally like have maybe i don't even know if i listened to it at all i've just kind of like yeah. kept it kept it in its in its in its bag there so yeah there's some like there's some like what we would call picture discs where like the image is on the inside of the vinyl at least if it's like clear vinyl on top there's image inside it or gotcha. sometimes there's sometimes it's not double-sided and like on the uh reverse side it's like it's like a a vinyl sticker on the other side of it that's that you can see through the clear vinyl if it, unless it's that your picture disc yeah your picture disc is going to uh degrade over time quicker than a normal vinyl record would Nice, nice. That's super interesting. Yeah. Hit me with the next piece of news. There's a new trailer for Jumanji. Ooh. And this is the thing. I didn't really have, like, super high hopes for this movie. I was just kind of like, okay, it's the thing. The Rock's in it. Um, so I'll see it. But I was like, I wasn't expecting it to be good. But this looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. It looks it looks over the top and amazing. Yeah. Like, the thing about this, this movie, like, whenever it was announced, it was announced so long ago. Like, I feel like The Rock yeah. said that he was in it years ago at this point. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, four or five. I mean, it's, it's been a long time. This has been a long time coming. And, like, whenever it was announced and, and that sort of thing, because they're like, I, I like him. I like Kevin Hart. This has Jack Black in it. And, it's, you know, it's, it's like, and I had zero interest in the franchise, like, as, like, the Jumanji franchise. Because, like, ah, a remake. As a franchise, of, yeah. Like, a remake of Jumanji. Like, that was a, it was a good movie, like, back in the day. I haven't seen it in a really long time, so I have no idea how it holds up. But yeah. I, I had zero interest in the franchise. And then now after seeing what the actual trailer is, um, I was surprised, first of all, because it's, like, a weird, different twist on it. 
Yeah. Um, where rather than bringing like the board uh, game, it modernizes it. Yeah, yeah. Rather than bringing the the board game into real life, like into it was like essentially they're going into the game, um, the and it's a video game. game. Yeah. And uh, and so like that that concept like just kind of grabbed me first of all, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And uh, and so I'm I'm kind of in at this point. It was really funny. Oh, like yeah. there's there's lots of really funny moments in the trailer. I hope that it wasn't all of the funny moments. And I don't you know, think so. Yeah. They didn't show enough of the plot for it to be all the funny moments. Um, and true. even at that, I don't need this to be a comedy. You know, like, that's, that's the thing. Like, this doesn't need to be, you know, a comedy. This can be an action movie or this can be whatever it needs to be mm-hmm. um, for me to enjoy it. So I'll post that at stayintargetpodcast.com. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So last piece of news. Yeah. There's a new game that's been announced, new game trailer. This didn't happen as part of E3, but this happened, like, in this past week. Um, so... Uh, the one of the f- co-founders of Playdead mm. left the company um, after they released Inside. I think that was last year. After, yeah, and uh, and went and um, uh, formed a new company. What, what it was? Uh, they have a new game coming out, but it wasn't like they formed the new company and then came up with this game. Um, the I think his name is Dino Patty. So. Dino found, like, had run into a developer who was working on this game and um, decided to say, hey, let's, let's you and I co-found a new studio and let's make this our first game. That's and cool. so this, yeah, the, this new game is called Somerville. It uh, has a brief teaser trailer that literally shows, like, two shots. It's like you kinda, you're kind of zooming in on the Earth from outer space. <laughs> and, and then you see... Uh, these two houses that looks like so I was doing some research. There's like a Somerville, um, like Maine or something like that, or Massachusetts, somewhere up in New England. There's a Somerville, and it kind of looks like it could be like these. It's kind of a rural area, but like up in the sky behind the houses are these giant like um, <laughs> 2001 space kind of long tower things and there's all this like shooting lasers shooting off of them and like uh looks like uh surface to air guns shooting up at them in the background and then it just kind of like the the noise reaches this height and then it just kind of cuts and that's the trailer that's awesome i know it looks awesome i'll post this at standardtargetpodcast.com um i don't know what this is i love both limbo and inside if this has like the same kinds of feels. I I know that like it it probably won't be the same thing, but at least maybe in the same vibe. You know, like yeah, I don't know, dude. It looks really cool. I also wonder like how early it is because like if 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 oh you yeah, know, it's if, it's definitely early. Yeah, and if one of the parties was working on it, you know, before uh, Dino left uh, Playdead, then it's like you wonder if maybe they had a little, a little jump start on it. So maybe it's farther along. Well, than they we did think, but like I mean, it, I still feel like, like it's pretty far out. So, like, whenever they – I was reading up on it. Like, whenever they ran into each other and, and uh, I, I need to find the other, the other guy who was talking about let – me, let me find his name real fast. But uh, they – he had a workable um, build of the game. Interesting. Yeah. That's going. really cool. And so, so this is from their, um, their website. All right. So – um, and, it, and honestly, the website, like, what's funny is the website 
kind of sounds like they're wanting that this is they put this teaser out there to get people to to join the company as well because it's like we're building a team of experienced developers. Ah. And our, our purpose our purpose is to assemble a team of talented individuals around this vision with a strong commitment to quality and passion for creating. Blah 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 blah. There's contact information, press, all that kind of stuff. Join us. Here's like we're looking for a gameplay designer and a generalist programmer and like all this other kind of stuff. So I kind of feel like the the uh, the trailer was there to like make people excited about um the game and then they would want to join them or something yeah. like that so kind of like one of um, like whenever you're stuck in the wilderness and all you have is a flare and you shoot it up in the air as like a we're over here type situation yeah, that's what this yeah, trailer yeah. is yeah uh chris chris olsen he so he's the he's the person who came up with the ip and was kind of like showcasing it around before they um formed this company so like i, I think there were playable parts of it yeah. um it was probably a vertical slice and he was probably looking for some somebody to help get this off the ground so yeah i mean we're, we're probably we're probably maybe like a year or two away from this coming out but it still looks cool still makes me excited not any too hyped but it's it was worth a mention in the news very cool very cool i mean i'm uh, i'm excited to see what, what's next uh for for them whenever he left i was kind of like it worries me whenever any high-ranking like very involved kind of person with any game company that i love um like whenever they leave where it's like, Oh man, what's this going to be like? Is this going to be kind of a, is, is their project going to be as good? Is this a good thing where it's like, Hey, let's just spread out all this awesome talent and create more cool IP. Or is this a thing where it's going to be kind of a negative thing where it's like, uh, they're going to have like more, but not necessarily better, uh, IP or, yeah. or as good quality IP or something. So I'm excited yeah. to see how this plays out. Here's the uh, the history real quick. This will be the end uh, of what we're talking about. But the history of that they have on their site. It says, in 2014, Chris Olsen, an animator and previs artist based in the UK, began work on his personal side project, Somerville. Skipped to 2016 in Sydney, Australia, and in his spare time, he had built a proof-of-concept trailer, playable prototype, and a small online presence from documenting the development process. It was soon after this that ex-CEO and founder of Playdead, Dino Patty and Chris began talks about the possibility of a collaboration. After Chris returned to the UK, he and Dino founded Jumpship, an independent game studio based in Guildford, UK, with the intent of building a team and realizing the potential of the product. Cool. Project. Not product. Project. Both of them are almost the same thing. <laughs> True. That's the news. All right. So for our main segment this week, we are talking about post-E3 uh, news and takeaways. News uh, and takeaways. You say that as a question both times that we've said it on the podcast. Like it's like <laughs> news and takeaways. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't, you know, like I don't expect this topic to be like this huge topic that we talk about for an hour and a half or anything like that. Right. But um, what I wanted to do was um, update on some things we talked about in our post E three show, and then mm-hmm. kind of give like uh, you know after E three or during E three. After the press conferences, because E3 technically doesn't start till after the press conferences. That's so um, wild, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so during E3 week, like they, there was a lot more like gameplay footage to see, a lot more like takeaways. Um, there were still some game like announcements and stuff like that uh, that week. And uh, so I just kind of wanted to not necessarily give an update, a comprehensive update, but anything that we saw that we're excited about that we didn't necessarily talk about last time so one thing i wanted to update on real quick sorry i have the hiccups real quick um was the uh the cross 
platform compatibility uh, that we talked about between like Rocket League and Minecraft uh, as it pertains to PlayStation. And so PlayStation, we talked about that they came out and they were like, you know, we're just trying to keep our players safe. We can't um, we can't verify that they're going to be safe whenever you're, they're playing with people from other consoles. <laughs> Which we kind of ripped on the show. And then after that, Phil Phil Spencer from Xbox, in a very diplomatic fashion, um, kind of pushed back on that in an interview he was doing with, I think, Giant Bomb. Yeah. And uh, basically said, like, you know, they, 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 they brought it up. They're like, hey, you know, what do you, what do you think of this? They're saying that, you know, this isn't going to keep people safe. And he's like, I don't know why that has to be the, the discussion you know, that we somehow wouldn't um, keep players safe. And we, us and Nintendo, and Nintendo's arguably one of the um, most protective companies of their mm-hmm. player base, understandably so. And uh, and he said, you know, I don't feel like this conversation is good for the industry. And, you know, like, I tend to agree with them. Like, well, obviously, <laughs> because, you know, like, we kind of took that angle on, on our show whenever we were yeah. talking about it. Um, I don't know, like it, it kind of feels like this is just like my own kind of feeling right now and I can kind of d- dive into it, but it feels like with this and it feels like with some of the, the deals that, um, Sony's made for exclusivity on things, mm-hmm. it, it kind of feels like right now, like Sony's kind of, they have the ball and they're, and they're playing keep away, like from anybody else. It's not even like, it's just kind of like they're just throwing it up in the air and catching it in themselves. You know, yeah. it's like they're not even playing ball with anybody. They're just kind of yeah. like, well, we have all the, all the toys and we're going to keep them, you know, like, yeah. sorry. And I, well, I don't even know if they're saying sorry. But, no, I mean, well, you know I mean, what I mean? You think about like even Rocket League, um, like they have, PlayStation has cross platform play with PC with Rocket League. Um, and Rocket League, uh, elsewhere has uh, cross compatibility with um, with with Xbox and PC, which I don't know how that works. Like, if anybody's on PC, like, is it like a, a box you check where it's like either or, or is it like is it like you do both? But you, you know, obviously, uh, PlayStation people aren't playing with Xbox people. You know, I don't. I know. mean, what, it, what is it? What is it on ours? Can, like on so on the uh, on the Xbox? I don't, I don't know. I haven't. It's one checked box where it's like, do you want to play with only yeah, Xbox I'm, people? Or I'm sure that's I'm sure that's what it is because. Uh, well, oh, you mean, uh, it's probably like what they're saying on the uh, PC, I would assume it's one checkbox. Do you want to play with people on consoles? You know, like it's gotcha. not specific because, gotcha. yeah, what's, what's weird is if you're, if you're a PC player, like, yeah, you could theoretically be playing with someone from, uh, with, you're in a lobby with people with PlayStation. And then I guess if you got in another match, you could be in a lobby with, with Xbox players, but yeah. you can't be in a lobby with both, you know? And the, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, that seems ridiculous. I mean, and this has been going on for a while because, like, yeah, whenever yeah. Rocket League first, like, they were kind of the first game that was like trying to push that boundary, and they're like, "Hey, yeah. listen, we're ready to make the switch." Like, all all uh, all the console manufacturers have to do is say yes, and then Microsoft immediately was like, "Hey, we're cool with it. It's balls in Sony's court." And Sony was like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Well, I think like even like the Rocket League, like their their spokesperson or whatever has has even said something like we could like if, if they give us the okay, we would have it up within the day or something like that. You know, where right. it's like it's literally not a not a problem for them. Um, right. You know, from a systems perspective, um, with the Minecraft thing, I feel like that's a little bit different. Where like maybe there's because like you have to log in even if you're on your Switch, right? You have to. They've worked out a deal with Nintendo to where you can log into your Xbox account. 
um, through the Switch in order to, to share all of the things you've purchased uh, from Minecraft, so like your skins or whatever. You've, if you've purchased anything additional to the game, right? Um, yeah. You can have access to it both on your Xbox and on your Switch and on your PC. So it's like it's one, it's one account that follows you around. Um, so if there's a situation where like on, you know, they're like, oh, well, we don't want you getting a Xbox Live account on PlayStation. It's like I, I can kind of understand a little bit of that. It's like I still don't think it's a great it's a great idea no, and it's I mean, definitely a dumb excuse to go ahead and like not state that to say yeah, I mean, to, it's, it's, to somehow it's, blame it on uh on safety it's i mean it's definitely a dumb excuse because like they allow you to sign into uplay which is ubisoft service uh, yeah. whenever you're playing assassin's creed to get UB points and all that kind of stuff they allow you to log into ea servers whenever you're playing uh titanfall or battlefield really on playstation 4 like just saying, like, hey, we don't want people logging into an external service is just a – I mean, that's that's an ignorant excuse as to what, what's yeah. actually happening on your platform. It, it's all just excuses. That's what it yeah. is. It's just like, ah, we're just going to say these things to kind of give an answer, but, like, we just don't want to play ball with Microsoft at all, you know? And, like, yeah. it's just like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have a, my ball on the court for – for either manufacturer, really, like I, I enjoy both of them. I prefer to play games on, on Xbox just because I like the controller better, and I have um, my most of my friends on Xbox. And I like the the UI better. I feel like the platform as a whole is better. But I don't have like if 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 Sony's, you know, like I don't. It doesn't bother me that they're the the leader in the marketplace. Um, yeah. But what does bother me is whenever um, uh, companies like this kind of act. It's almost hostile to the player base. It's like hmm. we know you want this. This would this would be a better player experience. Everybody would love it. Like there's literally no downside, and they're like no. To the <laughs> you player know what I mean? anyway. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think to the console manufacturer either. Otherwise, otherwise, like you wouldn't even do cross cross play with uh, with um, with PC. You know, yeah. like that, that's a good point. If if you weren't to keep everything on your platform, I mean, PC is such a, is the most unregulated <laughs> platform than anything else in the world, and you're saying, "Look, okay, hey, it's fine. We'll do you know crossplay with PC, but yeah. no Xbox and Nintendo. We can't do crossplay. Like that's a bunch of crap, you know." <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good point because it's like, yeah, you're right. That it's it's kind of a weird thing where it's like double standard of like, well, we're okay with playing with PC, but we're not okay playing with everything else. Yeah. And in that situation, I can understand like we're like, oh well, uh, we want it as a from a business perspective, like you put on it, we're like, okay, well, we want all of our uh, like we don't want there to be an option of playing with anybody else other than people within our ecosystem and it's like but yeah. they've are like you said they've obviously already broken that wall with pc where it's like well do you not view pc as like stealing time away from playstation um or is it a situation and i don't know is it literally just they're the other that. console it's just we don't i literally do think that. it's it's i think it's that it feels like it's out of spite it, like it doesn't there, no one has provided any kind of rational reason and i think the reason they're not coming out and giving a rational reason because there's no rational reason they just don't want to you know yeah. and so they're like well because you know, they're the market leader, they don't necessarily have to, and so they're like, well, okay, you know. But, but again, it, it's just kind of like you know, if they did it, they would get so much goodwill from yeah. the from the the player base. It's just like yeah. the it, this seems like you're you're forcing yourself into a lose lose situation yeah, instead of a win win definitely. situation. Definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, so uh, moving forward, what is 
like, did you see anything the week of E3 after the press conferences that kind of uh, made an impact on you that made you be like, hey, I'm super pumped about this or I want to play this? I think for me, like a lot of the stuff was covered in the uh, in the press conferences, but I didn't realize like I didn't hone it down to necessarily like what what I'll be purchasing or like what I'll what, what I'm looking forward to most or anything like that. Like I think it's it's interesting to me um, seeing more of the games that I already knew about. Yeah. Um, like with previews and with with uh, people writing up stuff and things like that and 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 be it you know Sea of Thieves or whether it's uh, you know something Nintendo like the Nintendo you know Plus Rabbids or something like that like seeing yeah. more of those games just made me more excited yeah um, if you will and so I think like as far as like other announcements goes I don't I'm not off the top of my head man I, I like there's uh there there wasn't anything like big necessarily that was was announced after that was there anything for you. Oh, like, so, I mean, yeah, so I think, like, seeing, like, watching some of the gameplay of, I went back and watched some some of the gameplay of, like, uh, Super Mario Odyssey, that's what's called, right? Yeah. Next Mario game, yeah, and uh, um, I think, like, definitely went back and I, I've watched a couple times some of the, the Destiny stuff. Yeah. Um, you were kind of lukewarm there, about Super Mario Odyssey, like, you were kind of lukewarm on that, like, right after. Um, how I'm do you feel about luke- it now having seen some of the gameplay? Still lukewarm on it. Um, yeah. I think like I think my biggest uh, anticipated game right now of like that's coming in the next year um, is probably Call of Duty uh, uh, World War Two. Like, Interesting. That just it's just like right up my alley. That's kind of what I want to play. Um, even I I think I'm in like more into, I anticipating that more than Destiny Two. Like we were. T- we really? were talking about Destiny 2, like, whenever we were coming out of E3, and I'm kind of like, yeah. you know, like, of all the games coming this year, like, I really want to want to play uh, Call of Duty World War 2, because, like, I like Battlefield, um, and the World War 1, like, Battlefield 1 stuff was pretty cool, but, uh, yeah, uh, that, and then the, and then, uh, um, I think my second choice is, uh, is going to be, I'll give you my second and third choices, second choice is going to be Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah. That's pretty then, up there for me too, man. And third choice is Star Wars Stick of Truth. No, not Stick of Truth. Um, South Park, the <laughs> what is it? The fractured, the fractured but whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, so so for me, like, I'm Star Wars is up there on my list too. Like, and, and the EA conference, like, they kind of ended it with this big long kind of let's play kind of a situation, and and they 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 debuted a lot of, and I watched a lot of that after the fact. So like at the time, I, I didn't you know take the time to watch it, but I watched a lot of that after the fact. And some of the like the uh, the stuff in the prequels, like I'm super amped about some of that game. Um, of course, the campaign is mainly what I'm in it for on that game. But like I think some seeing some more of the Star Wars Battlefront gameplay actually for the multiplayer actually got me more excited about the multiplayer than I have been um in the past i kind of hope though because like the first battlefront um the one that came out a couple years ago like it i don't know for some reason even in like i played it during the betas and i played it a little bit during the the final release but it just it didn't quite feel as tight as i wanted it to and so i kind of hope that some of this is a little bit more uh tightened up and maybe it was the speed or or something like that i'm not sure uh, exactly what it was but it felt a little bit looser for a first person shooter than I really wanted it to be like not quite as precise. So, um, I'm hoping that some of that gameplay does, but like some of the, uh, the multiplayer maps and things like that have me really excited. The battle droid situation, like that sort of thing, uh, have me even more pumped about that game. Um, where I'll dip into the multiplayer and not just, just be a single player kind of a game. Yeah. I think I'll dip into it. Like, um, I don't know. Like, 
I don't know where I am on multiplayer gaming right now, like in terms of first person shooters, like yeah, because um, like the thing that still like that uh, excites me is always the single player. I've always been kind of a single player first kind of person, and Call of Duty is used to be my like go to, but with whenever I, you have like these persistent online worlds like Destiny or The Division mm-hmm. or something like that. Like that's the kind of multiplayer that I'm looking for anymore. The competitive multiplayer side, not not so much because it just takes so much to to be competitive with these games. Yeah. If we're on uh, online with like a team of like six guys, like you know, rolling through maps and like you know playing or playing against each other or something like that, like yeah, I'll play um, multiplayer, competitive multiplayer. But just on my own, if I'm just gonna sit down and like blow some time, it's like well, I'd rather go like run some missions or something on Destiny or nice. Division than um, yeah. spend, you know, 30 minutes in a couple couple matches. That being said, um, I'm looking forward to trying Call of Duty because I feel like this this Call of Duty will, will be, it, at least it looks like it's going to be more um, the style that I enjoy with uh, Call of Duty multiplayer. Um, yeah, where it's Pre this little uh, all of the uh, the power suit jumping around type stuff. Yes, yeah. So like it, it kind of t- takes it back a little bit. I'm like, okay, this is this is what I enjoy. This is what I like. So I'm super pumped about that. And just yeah, like I mean, uh, we've kind of admittedly on the show been a little more hesitant over the past couple of years to pick up the Call of Duty, and, and we didn't even like buy it day one um, with uh, Infinite Warfare. I don't think yeah. I got that until like Christmas time. So yeah. um, it'll be cool to actually uh, to buy this, like think day one, get into it, um, be excited about it again. They took yeah. my, 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 the game, my most anticipated game away, John. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's, that's such a change, Red, too. Cause Red, like, Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2 was going to oh, be yeah, my... Of uh, and it's next I, year. That game, like Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to be, like, whatever year that falls into, whether it's 2018 or 2019. It better not be 2019. Oh, dude, I hope not. I hope I hope it's, because uh, they said, like, early 2018, but I don't even know if I buy that. Like, even if it comes out fall 2018, like, I'm okay yeah. with that. But, but 2019 seems, like, so far away. But, yeah, I, I, like, whatever, whenever that comes out, I, I will probably be hard-pressed to do almost anything else gaming-wise for, yeah. for a while. I know. I know. I'm. I'm. Uh. I'm gonna take off a, a day around. I think the Friday of the release of uh, of Destiny Two, and then yeah. whenever Red Dead releases, I'm gonna take that day off, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. For sure. I mean, I think like for me, like with multiplayer gaming, kind of going back to that that idea. Like I, I'm there with you, where it's like whenever I play. Um, a lot of times, like it's either I really want like a nugget sized five minute kind of a thing, where I where I used to do like ten minute matches with Call of Duty or whatever. I'll do like a five minute Rocket League or even less than that for a uh, for a um, like Arms. I was trying yeah. to remember the name of it for Arms. Like it's it's like two three minutes per match on that. And so like I'll take like my short kind of nugget sized stuff whenever I'm I'm looking for that experience um, on those two games. Where whereas like I haven't been in the first person shooter kind of competitive play for a while um because like you said if i'm sitting down for like an hour or something like that at the end of the day i'll want to make progress on something um and a lot of times like whenever i'm doing like sure you can prestige and like oh i have the third or eighth prestige or whatever it that's awesome and it's a badge of honor to wear and i I, like everybody who wears that that badge of honor good on you like go go do that that's amazing you you're amazing to me um 
I've I've maxed out prestige in games before, and that's like so fun and such a like a, an achievement. But at the same time, like I want to make progress in so that I can later on, whenever we get on to do a raid or get on to do you know some other competitive thing, I'm like, hey guys, I got this new thing. I'm gonna be better this time, you know. So it's it, yeah. there's there's that level of like, hey, I wanna I wanna level up my character or something like that. Where right. where a lot of times uh, that's kind of the competitive or not competitive the uh, the co-op experience that I'm looking for. Right. Right. Um, other things like the, that, uh, anything that I, that changed for me, um, as far as like from the, uh, from the conferences, I like, there was a, uh, the Mario plus Rabbids, like I got, I got excited about that at the time of, and I like, I've, I've watched some of the gameplay on some of that and I'm, I'm probably going to pick that thing up. Like I, it was to the point where at the end of the, the conferences, I was like, ah, I was like, I, it looks really fun, but I don't know if I want to pick it up. But then they, I went back that week and we, they did some like uh, gameplay with 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 uh, IGN and those folks, like that sort of thing. And it looks like a really interesting game. I've never been like so XCOM games or games that are like that, where it's like the this kind of third person strategy. Oh, you can go this far, then you can shoot. Like you have a certain number of moves, that sort of thing, before you hit the button and then go do it. I, I don't know, man. I, th- like those have never appealed to me, but this one kind of does, and I'm not sure why. So I'm I'm interested in seeing if I if I pick that up or if I wait on that. So it's it's that one's kind of on the on the fence for me. Um, and then the only other things like. Uh, that I really saw after the fact where more destiny cause destiny, I was surprised that destiny wasn't as heavy, like wasn't heavily featured on the, uh, the PlayStation press conference. Um, and so I, I am, I am just as excited about that one. It was a known quantity though, kind of going in and coming out where I'm like, Hey, this is something I'm going to be doing. And this is something I'm probably going to be doing a lot of, uh, over, over three years. So, um, I don't know. I think like that's where I'm at with that one where that one isn't either higher or lower on my list. It hasn't really moved anywhere, but that was kind of a known thing, so yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, I don't have any, I don't have anything else I really want to talk about um, with that, uh, unless you do. No, I'm good, man. All right. Next week we're talking about we're going to review Spider-Man: Homecoming. I'm looking forward to it. So pumped. Um, so look for our review for that. But that's it for this week. You can find us online at samtargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at chrisright two five zero, and John Wright seven seven seven, and at samtargetpod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, let us know what you think of us, subscribe to us as well, and tell you all your friends and Just family. Point at them and, and say, listen to this podcast. And Just enemies. Point. And frenemies and acquaintances. You just reminded me, there's a song, a Phineas and Ferb song on one of their episodes called Frenemies, and uh, and it's amazing. Like, the uh, Buford and Baljeet, the, uh, the bully, and then the person that he bullies, like, they have a song and they sing. It's like a show tune kind of a song, so. Nice. Everyone should go check that out. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, man. Uh, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.